But I think the main things is at the end of the day, volleyball is volleyball. It's in the same nine by nine court, and the rules are the same. So we. Uh, <laughs> is that on the back of your shirt? Yeah, it's, it's, yeah, yeah, it's on the back of your shirt. Dude, dude, <laughs> a little free shout out for you. Um, and it doesn't matter who's on the other side of the net. You need to still execute to the best of your ability if you want a chance to win. That's right, Brett Walsh. Man, it's been a while since we've heard that beautiful intro. It has, uh, been, we, it has been a minute. It's been a minute. Uh, we are back. I'm Rob St. Clair, live from Chicago. That is Everett DeLorem, live from Toronto. We are back in sort of our normal setup for the 9x9, the 81 square meters, the best volleyball coverage on the internet. It is Thursday. That's weird. It's Thursday, September 14th. This is episode 86. Uh, Everett, we're back. We're home mm-hmm. from the Norseka Championship. And, uh, of course, there's no slowing down in the volleyball world ever. But uh, No, have you had especially a not in this time. No, certainly not. But have you had a chance to catch your breath last couple of days? Barely. Barely. <laughs> I mean, my car basically broke down on the way home from West Virginia. So the first thing I had to do on Tuesday morning was bring it to the shop and drop $2,300 on it. So that's that was fun. Um, and then uh, what else did I do? Oh, yesterday I had to go pick up a canoe from Burlington. So I've been because I'm going camping this weekend, Rob St. Clair. So I'm, I've, I've got things to do. So I have I have yet to really relax. How about you? Oh yeah, I've I've gotten to decompress a couple of days. I even watched a little volleyball for just for fun oh, on Tuesday. You. Which fun was, which volleyball, was fun volleyball. Yeah, that that was that was pretty nice. Um, and yeah, it's just been great to see the the numbers roll in and the feedback roll in about our success in West Virginia uh, at the Norseka Championships, which we'll certainly talk about later. But um, Everett, we are on it. We are on a clock today. You know why? That's because at the top of the hour at noon Eastern. We have the Eurovolley semifinals, yes, and yes. we have ex- 55 minutes to get this show in before first serve of that match, and that's exactly what we're going to do because at the top of the hour, we've got Poland versus Slovenia, and then after that, we've got Italy versus France. Like People are making the joke in the chat. It's basically Hubert Wagner Memorial Day 4 because these are the exact four teams <laughs> that played in the Hubert Wagner Memorial a couple weeks ago before, uh, before Eurovolley, and sure enough, they are the European Championship semifinalists. Um, these are going to ba- be some bangers. We are very excited about these matches. Uh, they're all on Eurovolley TV or the CV YouTube under behind some memberships. We're going to talk about this bracket. We're going to make our picks. Um, Everett, I think the, the first take so far is that, honestly, these are the four best teams in Europe. And it makes yeah. sense that they are here at this point. No upsets, no, no surprises, anything like that uh, throughout the knockout stage here. Uh, and you've only been a few close calls. Yes. There's been a few kind of like, oh, oh, is something going to happen? Ooh, ooh, ooh. Turkey almost redeemed themselves, but they didn't. No surprise there. Um, <laughs> actually, no no hate for the, the Turkish men's team. I just like busting, busting you guys, uh, mainly because of Burkai. So all of Turkey, you can get mad at Burkai uh, whenever uh, I, I bust um, uh, the men's team's balls. But yeah, I mean, this is pretty much as to be expected um there was some like that italy versus dutch match that was one of the ones that i actually like went back to like oh yeah check out like cool that was spicy but yeah pretty much uh pretty normal france has just kind of rolled through um the knockout stage so far yeah so here's the bracket uh we'll 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 break down the quarterfinal matches in a bit of detail but uh the eighth finals just to read it down uh romania beat croatia in five France, three dong Bulgaria, Slovenia reverse swept Turkey. Now that was the interesting one because Everett, uh, we were watching that on whatever morning it was in West Virginia, maybe mm-hmm. 
Friday or Saturday morning. I can't remember which. And uh, Turkey went up 2-0. Two two and we're like, uh-oh. Uh-oh. <laughs> yeah, and then Saturday sh- morning. Saturday morning. Then sure enough, Slovenia brought it all the way back. And now they're in the semis. Uh, Italy beat North Macedonia. No surprise there. Ukraine beat Portugal. Netherlands beat Germany in five. That was a good match. Serbia beat Czechia and Poland beat Belgium. Okay, great. No problem. But what I do think we should talk about is the four quarterfinals. And we, mm-hmm. we, we can start mm-hmm. chronologically. Mm-hmm. We had Slovenia beating Ukraine in four. This was a good match. Uh, this was a very balanced Slovenia. Let's see. They had four players in double figures. Yeah. Chabel, Chabel was 17, Mozic 16, Earnout 13, Kozamernik 12. They hit 52% kills as a team. And even though Ukraine had eight aces, um, it wasn't quite enough uh, with some very good set scores. But I think when Slovenia went up 2-0 in that, that deep overtime in the second, that was kind of the killing blow. Yeah, absolutely. Especially with a, a team like Slovenia. Ukraine was able to pull it back a little bit. Um, some lesser-known names for Ukraine really stepping up in this one, Rob. Uh, Plotnitsky. I mean, Plotnitsky was was nice with with twenty points, but uh, Vasil Tupchi jumping in with uh, with twenty one. But you can't when Slovenia's running like Slovenia runs with all four of their hitters. They're they're just so good. What I what I can't wait though for Rob is is the semifinals. I know you want to talk oh, about yeah. quarterfinals, but this is just setting up another Poland versus Slovenia match, and I love it. Well, I mean, we were literally about to see it in less than an hour, Poland yes. versus Slovenia, which I'm very excited about. But uh, yeah, I- I'm I'm glad that we have Poland-Slovenia again. I'm glad that Slovenia won this match. Uh, they look good. The three outside hitter thing is working for them. Uh, they have Rock Mazic lining up basically at opposite uh, with, okay, no exceptions in this match. They did move things a little bit around against Turkey, which they need to come back from down 2-0, but... Um, Rock looks good on the right, and they're moving him around a bit. Uh, Koza Mernik had a heck of a game. 10 for 12, no errors, and two blocks for 12 points total for a middle and four sets. That's that's pretty nice. And yeah, Plotnitsky is the man for Ukraine. Uh, Vasil Tupchi is good at opposite, but um, kind of lower efficiency. And although they serve the ball great, I mean, Plotnitsky had four aces by himself. They just don't have the number of like high caliber weapons that Slovenia does. Yeah, no, they don't. Um, and that's going to be Ukraine. Like until Ukraine can get some some reinforcements, it's so hard to compete in Europe. When you look at all the the depth that some of these teams have, like if you look at the four teams in the semifinals, they really are they really are ahead above, right? Um, Serbia in most years would be good, but right now they're just they're they're not so great. And we'll talk about Serbia in a minute. They had a pretty tough bracket trial. Anything else about this game? No, nothing much about this game. All right. Similarly, there's nothing much to talk about about this no. game. France, three dong Romania. It was revenge from their loss in pool play, which uh, I think we talked about on our like Tuesday morning show last week. Like when we did a nine by nine from Charleston, mm-hmm. we were laughing at France for being lazy and losing to Romania in pools. But uh, obviously they figured it out in the bracket as we all expected. Um, we have not seen Irvin Ingapet very much. He kind of came off the bench as a service sub in all three sets and nothing more. We also didn't see Trevor Cleveno that much. Uh, so it's, it was actually Luati and Carl were the two starting outside hitters for France, which is interesting. But um, other than that, it was it was the usual suspects. Uh, Brizard set an awesome game. I mean, France hit 61% kills as a team, which is nuclear hot. And there's just nothing Romania could do. So... Good job, France. You got revenge against a lesser opponent. We'll see how you hang against Italy in the semifinals. 
I think I want to give big ups to Romania just getting it this far. For sure. Like for they, sure. they they had definitely had one of their best best, best tournaments and best runs just by making it to, to the semi or these quarterfinals. So I think that's uh that's a big accomplishment for for Romania in general. Yeah, I mean Romanian men's volleyball has never been on my radar. No, and never. They, yeah, they, they made it out of pools and then they beat Croatia, who's beat good. Croatia in, in five. So there, that's and exactly in the, in the pre-quarters or the round of eighteen, if you will. So yeah, a big ups to big ups to uh, to Romania. I think making it to the quarters for a program like that is is fantastic, for sure. Uh, but about this match, there's really not very no, much no. more to say. <laughs> All right, no, so let's 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 move on to Tuesday's games, which were very very spicy and starting off with poland versus serbia this match was awesome this match was really good i had a great time watching this um serbia stole the first in overtime uh poland responded with like a just a destruction in the second set and then we had one of the most electric sets of volleyball of the year 36 34 in the third which poland won to go up two to one and that was kind of the the dream crusher for Serbia. They weren't really able to respond from that, but um, it's worth talking about the Polish outside hitters. Mm-hmm. They started with Leon and Shlivka. Leon kind of got served and blocked a bit off the court, and they ended up bringing in Semenyuk. So we don't didn't see Fornal. We saw Fornal barely. We didn't see Bednors at all. So that's, uh, of course, something to keep an eye on. Uh, Lukasz Kaczmarek, pretty good, 18 for 33. Um Let's see, Schliefka, 12 Poland, for 23. Poland as a general in, offensively in this one was just ridiculous. Pretty good, 57%. Um, like 60 for 106 overall, 57%. They only made seven errors. They got blocked 10 times, but, I mean, this one was a high-blocking game. They got 15 blocks of their own, and that through the blocking numbers. Kazmarek with three, Leon with three, Kokonovsky and Semenyuk both with, with three each. So those a are huge, huge numbers. There for for Poland. but once again, like I, I'm not that surprised. I'm I'm actually a little bit more surprised that Serbia took it to them the way that they did. Uh, now Poland hasn't been having the best tournament. That's been something people were talking about. It's like even in pools, they had a relatively easy pool. They haven't looked like that VNL finals unbeatable Poland that we saw earlier this summer. But I mean, Poland's Poland. They're the deepest team in the world. They. I, I don't think we're gonna see that type of like focus from Poland, right? Because like it, they don't strike me as like the type of team that wants to go out or win every game three nothing easy. Like they're not those type of cold killers, but they're just so good that when it comes to gut check time, they they're they're ready to perform. But otherwise, like any any team is is inferior to them, right? That's that's oh yeah. Did. I mean, on on paper, they should win every single match they play, and that's just the fact of the matter is they're they're just that good their roster is just that darn good and they we haven't even seen Bartosz Kurek hardly at all still fighting off whatever whatever injury was nagging him in the VNL finals but Kaczmarek has played just fine that's because they're Poland and they can do that um I, I do want to give some credit to Serbia I mean we haven't we didn't see Kovacevic like at all the entire tournament he came in and served like once and uh Luburic okay got blocked a lot Kuyunzic was a, a primary piece of the offense. He got started outside. He, he was okay. Also got blocked a lot. I mean, just a big physical game. I mean, 14 aces total, 25 blocks total between the two teams. Like, this was just a big physical men's volleyball game. And it ended up being really fun to watch in those two overtimes. Love it. But, I mean, at the end of the day, Poland is Poland. 
Well, you talked about them in gut check time. We're about to see how that goes uh, in in the semifinals in in less than an hour. Uh, last but not least, the banger of the tournament, a five set classic. This this match was so good. Italy beats the Netherlands fifteen twelve in the fifth. Only so much Namir Abdelaziz can do by himself. Thirty one points, twenty six for forty five. He did get blocked eight times, which is crazy. Uh, not. Benny Twinster was okay, 13 for 28, but just not quite enough uh, elsewhere for the Netherlands. Now, the key here is, even though Italy won, Daniele Lavia was a monster, 16 for 28, no errors, 57% efficiency. They are now down two of their top three middles. Simone Anzani isn't playing this tournament, which we knew, and Roberto Russo hurt his ankle, what looked like kind of badly in this game, in the the first set, I believe. So Italy's going to have to make this run with either, so obviously Galassi will start, and either Sanguinetti or Mosca will have to be the second middle, and I'm curious to see how they deal with that. I think they'll go with Mosca over Sang- Sanguinetti. Um, I think he's just a little bit, like Sanguinetti is just just a guy who's really just started coming onto my my radar this year uh, in a big way with the way he played at Modena, and then we got to see him at, at the VNL. So typically, I think they're going to go with Mosca. Um but that is a big blow for Italy, especially with how how they run their team and how it they really need every single part of of the wheel. They don't have one dominant player, um, like the, like the, the rest of the team. They're very much like Slovenia in that sense that they need every single piece. But missing two of your your best middles down the middle uh, for for Italy that's that's a rough go, and it, it'll be tough for them in in the semifinals as well. It will, uh, but this is about the point of the tournament when two years ago we saw Yuri Romano make his, make his impact. True, Sammy's and we saw, yeah, and, and he was really good this game. Sixteen for twenty-five, only five errors. That's um, almost fifty percent efficiency. That's 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 a good Yuri Romano game plus four aces. And this is exactly what we saw two years ago in the exact same way that Yuri Romano woke up and was a big part of Italy winning that tournament. So keep your eye on the lefty. Uh, but I mean, Lavia, look at, look, I mean, come on, 16 for 28, zero errors. Yeah, that's, that's, that's nasty. That's, that's filthy. That's like Norseca numbers right there. That's USA at, Nor- at Norseca numbers. Right <laughs> oh yeah. Uh, Micheletto, pretty good. 17 for 32, six errors plus three blocks, two aces. Uh, like, like you said, I think that you, you, you nailed it. Italy, when they have, all three wings working when they have all the pieces working there. They're very, very good. But when you remove one, or in this case, kind of two of the middles, I'm curious to see how they deal with that. Uh, yeah. Italy against France is going to be a fun one. Yeah, I, I feel bad for the Netherlands. They they had a good tournament, beat Germany in five, came up just short here. Namir had, what, five aces, which is insane. <laughs> but, uh, I mean, they, they chucked him a lot of balls. He tried to do it on his own, and just it just wasn't quite enough at the end there. I don't know if you can say as much as that he tried to do it on his own is that they were really leaning on him, right? Because it, I mean, it's still volleyball. Like they still, someone still has to set, to set him that ball, um, and they still made that, that decision as a team to, to give him 45 sets. But you're right, like 45 sets. Scoring 31 points on 45 sets is just disgusting. He had double the next highest scorer and attempt getter on his team. Oh, yeah. Twinster had 14. Like, you, you can't tell me that he didn't, he didn't 
demand all those balls. Like that's Namir. That's just what he does. But and that's I, okay. But, but that's what I'm saying is like we don't we don't know he demanded all, all those balls. Of course right? we like, do. It's Namir. That, that's 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 so, how he acts. That's, that's not his mo though. It's yes, not it like is. It's, yes, it's it not is. like it's not like we're hearing from people like yo like I want I want all the balls. Yes, we are. Did you do you see him interviewed without a system? Shout out out of system on the t-shirt. He played with Mike Amata this year and like that podcast, he was very clear that he wants to be set every single ball ever. Like that's that's who he is. And that's okay because he's Namir. He's probably the best opposite in the world. But uh it it's been a it's been a little while since I've seen Namir in those situations demand all the balls and get his team over the finish line. I yeah. Mean, the last couple times for Namir in big moments. He's come up a little bit short. I mean, his team failed to make the playoffs in VNL with, in, with a disappointing week three. Hawkbank lost in the finals in the Turkish League, and, and his countryman, Vauter Termat, outplayed him head to head. And this time in Eurovolley, like when it comes, when it came to the fifth set, he made one or two too many errors and got blocked in key situations. I mean, he wants every ball because he's Namir. But I just want to know why they went with Jorna on the outside. As opposed to like a Martin Van Garderen. I'm a little surprised by that the, too. Like that to me is like the, the, the big one, you know, seeing Jorna there or even like if a Tyster horse, you know, T- Jorna had nine points in five sets. He was seven for 16. I mean, though, he played a and passed the ball well. He played a good enough L2 he did, he did. role. He passed the ball really well. Yeah. So like that, that's not enough to get subbed out. I mean, Twinster, same thing. He was, he was fine. Got aced four times. That's not great. But like, no statistically i don't think they made any bad choices at outside hitters just those tiny little margins and unfortunately the the namir side effect is that when he needs so many balls and he demands that and that's because he deserves that sometimes you that, ride or die, that you ride or die with that. you do you do and that's okay i mean that that's that's okay that i think is the success method for the netherlands and it just didn't quite work against one of the best teams in the world this time there's not but then they also started teister horse in the in the fifth set see that i disagree with <laughs> that, that, that i disagree that's with. ridiculous <laughs> you, you start why like he, he served that's it you don't want namir at the baseline yeah i don't understand that one like that uh, is and that's a wild thing i do not understand that one that's piazza that's... come on we're gonna we're gonna have to call it piazza and be like Yo, what's going on here? Yeah, I don't get that one. But uh, I mean, this match, this was a great match. The, that that was as fun of a fifth set as I've watched in a long time. That was it was very very fun. The Discord was popping off for it, so uh, good for Italy. And now, sure enough, it's it's the Hubert Wagner Memorial semifinals. I mean, mm-hmm. come on, this this is going to be awesome. Poland versus Slovenia is a classic. Italy versus France is a classic. You know what? Everett, I'm, I'm trying to look up right now is how many times Poland and Slovenia have played each other in the Euro Volley semifinals. A lot, because that <laughs> has lot. been like that has been Slovenia for Poland in the Euro Volley. In Euro Volley has been one of the biggest, um, biggest things because the last time Poland. Won a Euro Volley was 2009, and I know what in 2021. I'm pretty sure Slovenia knocked them off. So in both 2021 and 2019, Slovenia beat Poland in the semis. Slovenia won silver both times. Poland won bronze both times. Okay, let me see. They did not play each other. I mean, Poland. Oh no, Poland. Uh, also in 2017, they beat them. Uh, Slovenia beat Poland. Um, in the round of eight, er, in the round of sixteen, wow! 
can't believe they played that early. Yeah, they played they played in the first round of playoffs. Um in 2015, Slovenia beat Poland in five uh in the quarterfinals. <laughs> Slovenia got made one another silver that year. So literally like every year in the past like 2013 is where it breaks. Yeah, Poland lost to Bulgaria. In, in when Bulgaria was good, when Bo, yeah, when Bulgaria was good. So literally every year, the past four editions of of Euro Volley, <laughs> Slovenia has ended Poland's run. Oh, you can't, I can't write a better story. You than that. Write, you cannot write a better story than this. This is today's match is going to be the match. I just hope I have enough time to watch it all. So uh, I think I I think we got to make our picks here. Oh. We we got to make our picks for the two semifinal, and I'm going to write them down. We're we writing our... it down, okay? Oh yeah, we get we serious make, here, Sinclair. Make, make our picks for the semis, and we got to make our picks for the medal matches. Okay. Ever, you go first. Why me first? Do it because uh, I'm writing them down. Okay. Um, I'm going France over Italy. Ooh, what? Okay, set scores. I need set scores. Um, I think it's going to be three-one France. Okay. Just because of the the lack of middle situation for Italy, I okay. think with both of their setters, both with Pizar and with Tonyuti, you can really and and France has such a dynamic offense that they're really gonna abuse wh- whichever whichever uh, second middle they're using, either or uh, Mas, uh, Mosca or Sanguinetti. Okay, so France three to one over Italy. How about I? I think Poland is gonna break the curse. Oh yeah, I think Poland is going to break through here, and I think they're going to beat Slovenia in five. Ooh, in five. I think it, I think it's going the distance. It's going okay. for speed. <laughs> it's all alone in a time of need. Yeah, exactly. Nice. All right. How, so that that leaves us with Italy and Slovenia for bronze. Yes. And so, what's your pick there? Um. You know what? I think oh, my gut is telling me, my head is telling me Italy. My gut is telling me Slovenia. All right. Yeah, I, that's, that's, that's what, what I'm going with. And today I'm going to go um, with my gut. I'm going to go with Slovenia. I think wow. they're going to upset Italy 3-1 in the bronze medal match. Okay. Upset, that's, it's not really an upset. Yes, it is. I mean, it, Italy's the reigning European and world champions. Of course it's an upset. And that, that would be a rematch of the final from two years ago where Italy won it in five and Romano was the hero with the serving in the fifth. It, yeah, you're right. you're right. You're okay, right. Okay. So the gold match would be Poland and France and that would be awesome. So who, who what's your pick there? I think Poland in that one. I think okay. Poland three, one. Okay. All right. So Everett has a uh, Poland three, one over France for the gold. All right. I, I'm, I've got all this written down. Uh, all right. My picks, I've got Italy over France for sure. And I think it's three, zero. Three zero. I think it's. I, I think it's a three dong. I, I think France lacks a killer instinct. I think the Italian wings are in a way better position and mindset than the French. I think that without Ingepet, who it seems like he's not going to play because he's overweight and he's not interested. Uh, I don't think that the the French outsides have a chance okay. against the Italian team, who even without a middle should probably still be the best blocking team in the world. I'm taking Italy 3-0, and um, I'm, I'm going with the meme. I'm going with the continuation of the dominance. I'm going Slovenia over Poland in five. I was hoping you would. I, I was yeah. hoping you would. So uh, I'm, I'm saying that Poland blows it to Slovenia again because I just think that it would be hilarious, and uh, 
if it does happen, I want to be on the right side of it. So um, that leaves us with a rematch of last year's final uh, in, in, for on, on my side. But we, we then have France and Poland for bronze. That's Poland 3-0, no problem. Uh, Poland is plenty good when once they once they do blow it in a the semifinal, they always win bronze. They always, always, always do. They they're able to get up and and win a medal. And France probably won't care about winning bronze. So we've got Poland three zero for bronze, and then Italy and Slovenia again for the final. I think I've got I think I've got Italy again. I can totally I can totally see Italy repeating. You're just, I just jumping on that bandwagon, eh? Well, I just can't see Slovenia again. It's it's the continuation of a storyline because Slovenia's won won silver three out of the last four Euro volleys. I just don't think that they can get over that hump. I just they, they they've had all the opportunities, they haven't gotten it done. I see history repeating itself in many different ways. I've got Italy in four. I've got Italy, Italy in four. Okay. I've got Italy in four. So you're just think, looking for like a carbon copy of the last of the last Euro volley, essentially. Uh, pretty except close. France, except France lost in the quarterfinals. Yeah, so Poland beat France for bronze in 2019, and Italy beat Slovenia for gold in 2021. And I could see those two things repeating themselves. Okay, fair enough. Fair enough. So I mean, those those are our picks. Yeah, it should be good. I'm going to be packing most of the day, um, and and getting things ready for my camping trip. But you know, you know, I'll have it on. Sam will just have to to deal with it and watch and watch volleyball with me all with with me all day. But uh, yeah, I'm excited for this one. It it should be really good. I'm excited to watch some volleyball again after after being deprived for the past couple of days. So Poland versus Slovenia starts in 30 minutes, mm-hmm. uh, top of the hour here in noon Eastern, and then Italy versus France is at like. I think it's at 3 p.m. Eastern, maybe even 3:15 Eastern. It's a late game. It's a very late game in Europe. Yeah, it is. It like isn't it sort of like a 9 p.m. start in Europe? Yeah, I think it's a 9 p.m. start in Rome. By the way, like all these all these games going mm-hmm. down in Rome, so Italy's got home court advantage. I should have brought that up. I think that'll help them help them repeat for gold as well. Do they traditionally play well in Italy? Like I think there's like certain companies that certain countries that play well at home and others that don't. Yeah, Poland usually does play well at home. Italy, I mean, they they Poland put VNL beat Slovenia at home <laughs> last year. Last time they did, Italy and VNL 2022 blew it at home and took fourth. But uh, the, I think that was in Bologna, maybe I can't remember what city. Uh, yeah, I, I I like Italy's chances in this one. It's tough to see who hosts Zero Volley now because when you look at their Wikipedia page, like there was four hosts for the past three editions. Yeah, they always have a different host for every pool, and then they kind of narrow it down. Kind of makes sense, though. I like it. Yeah, I think the it, of, it just, other than the CEV's website, which for this tournament has been a nightmare. Yes, and and the terrible. women's the the format of Eurovolley is really good. Yeah, I, I, I like four pools of six, top four make it out, like four different spots, and then two different spots, and then one spot, like. And then, like the featured matches at the beginning of the tournament, I, th- I think it's a, a really well-run event. Yeah. It also helps organizers keep costs down, right? right. The fact that you're spreading it out across four countries, it's not just one governing body that has to pay for for everything and and pay for a venue and stuff like that. Because it's so much to ask for one country to do for for something scale like this. Once again, Rob, we talked about it on the weekend. I would love to see a uh, Norseka and ASV. The, that I think it's CSV says South America, whatever, whatever the South yeah. American Confederation. But no, but it would be in French, right? Anyways, the, I would like to see a North, North and South America amalgamation, twelve team tournament, two pools of six. That would be that, sick. That's what I would love to see from from the uh, 
the, the zonal championships, the continental championships over here. Just that would to, be very fun. Just to challenge this a little bit. So that's uh, that's our that's our preview. That's our picks for the Eurovolley men's semifinal. They're uh, coming up in just a bit. And then the, the medal matches are on it, Saturday. It, it's crazy, Rob. When I'm looking on, in the chat here, it seems like everyone has a different opinion on this. Like there's so many different ways that, 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 that this one can go. It's because this is going to be as competitive of a Final Four as any tournament in the world, and this is a continental yeah. championship. Like that's the beauty of Eurovolley. It's so awesome. Yeah. I mean, this is literally the top four teams Three of the top four teams, and you add USA, and then you get the fourth. Yep, right. yeah, I agree. That that's basically that's basically how Slovenia is maybe six or seven in the world. Like this, yeah, this amazing. I would I would throw them more into seven and throw Japan and Argentina in before Slovenia. Yeah, I'd say like I'd see. I'd say Argentina at five, Japan at six right now. I like that. Yeah, yeah I like that. that's 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 how that's how I would do it. Poland one, USA two, Italy three, France four. Um, Argentina five, Japan six, Slovenia probably seven, Netherlands probably eight. Yeah, I think that that top seven is exactly how I would rank it too. Oh, you don't agree with Netherlands? Is that what you're saying right now? Yeah, I, I don't know. I actually don't even know who eight would be. Probably Brazil. Probably Brazil. You're right. We forgot about but those. We'll, we'll we'll talk about we'll talk about them in in the context of the Olympic qualifier. I guess probably on next week's show. Probably. But, uh, Speaking of Olympic qualifiers, got to talk about the women's. But before we do that, Everett, it's time to remind the people that that's right, people. We we laid it. We we didn't do any of this during Norseka's. I think no. I think for good reason. I think we maybe could have pushed it more, but who knows? We we brought up that volleyball distort just a couple times. Just a couple times. That's right. Um, but make sure you head over to that volleyball especially if you're a new viewer. If if you're a new viewer from Norseka's, hi. Thank you for joining us. Thank you for 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 staying in the universe. Maybe join the Discord. Uh, yes. But that that's one thing that if you watch our broadcast over the past week, we didn't mention at all. It's probably the best thing we do. But have to head over to that volleyball.store, use the code SPICE, you get 15% off. You can look good like me, not so much as Rob. Did they give did out of system give you two shirts? I only got one. Really? Yeah. You didn't get this one? This is a really good one. No, I'm 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 sad. I got the I got the really nice long sleeve, like the tan long tan long oh, sleeve. Yeah. But no, I didn't. I didn't get that. I didn't get that one. was as well. That's nice. That you cannot. You can't buy that shirt in our store. You have to head over to out of no. But if you're going to do that, just just come come to us first, and then and right. then go to them. Yeah, get that nine by nine squared gear. Everett and I were wearing it all last week on the Norseka broadcasts. I finally found my my crew neck. I went over to my uncle's house yesterday. And my cousin came home, and she was just wearing my sweater. And I was like, oh, okay, <laughs> cool, nice, good to know. Fine. Good to know where that's been. Where that's been. So, uh, yeah, hit up that volleyball.store. Also, like Everett said, join the Volleyball Source Discord. There's a good reason why we weren't plugging the Discord during Norseka is because we want, we want the people who join the Discord to be active. We want them to be the, the truest volleyball nerds, and those are the people that watch this show. So um, if you're watching this show and you want to join the best volleyball online chat community in the world, the link to the Volleyball Source Discord is in the description. That is uh, just the best place ever, especially around a tournament like Eurovolley. So that, that I'm sure that'll be popping off in half an hour when the matches start. Yeah, absolutely. Um, also, Devin, Volleyball Cover Channel. I would just push back on the, the crappy commentary for Eurovolley because it's generally Louis Lett. And when Louis- I do think Louis is doing the Final Four, which is good. Yes, I, I did see him post pictures from 
from the semifinal location. And I know for the women's, he was doing everything and he was doing like preview shows and all of that stuff. So if it's Louis Lett, then we, we have, we have nothing to, not to worry about, not Agreed. to worry about Agreed. Uh, w- with Louis, with Louis Lett up there. All right. A v- very important, very important next segment, bro. It's been a while. It was, I, while. I can't even remember the last time we figured out where daddy was. <laughs> it's been a while since we've talked about daddy Stankovich. It's time for the where's daddy segment. Uh, if you're new to the program, take a look at this beautiful man. This is Daddy Stankovic. Uh, Dragan Stankovic is basically the mascot of Volleyball Source at this point. We love him. He is Daddy. And in every episode of the 9 by 9 Daddy Stankovic is hidden somewhere in one of our assets in the middle of the screen. So um, it's been so long since we've done this that I, it was probably three weeks ago, the last time that we hid Daddy somewhere. I have no idea where he was. I have no idea who commented. So we're going to start new here. The game is... Daddy Stankovich is hidden somewhere in the show. When you find where Daddy Stankovich is, you comment the timestamp of where he is in the main YouTube comment section after the live stream is over. And if you are the first one to do that, you get a shout out on next week's show. So I'm not going to go back into whatever show we did three weeks ago. But uh, on next week's show, whoever finds Daddy Stankovich first and comments the timestamp of where he is, will get a special recognition next week. So find Daddy Stankovich. He will be hidden somewhere. Maybe he already showed up. Maybe he will show up in kind of the second half of the show. I'm not going to tell you, but it's always fun for me to Photoshop Daddy Stankovic somewhere and forever to try and find him and for you all to try and find him. So uh, good luck. Find Daddy Stankovic. Did we Did we do da- Where's Daddy when I was in Quebec? Probably, uh, probably not. I don't remember. Yeah, it's uh, tough to say. Probably not. Interesting. Uh, I'm going to look back at... Uh, so let's see, that was episode 84 when mm-hmm. we were, when you were in Quebec. Yeah. No, we did, we did, I did not hide Daddy Stankovic anywhere during that episode. So okay. it was like, it's been a minute. It was, it's been yeah. the last time we did like a proper one where I was sitting here. Yeah. So that was, that was episode 83. That was like three or four full weeks ago, which is why I think we just like almost re- a month. Yeah. So reset. Yeah. New. New Where's Daddy back to our regular scheduled rhythm of this segment. So try and find him and uh, comment on the on the YouTube main comments after the stream is over where he's at. I love this segment. This is the best thing that we do. <laughs> I'm excited to show you ever where he is as soon as we're done. To be honest, I completely forgot about it and have not been looking. So okay, if so it's, it's coming be- up, then maybe I'll maybe I'll see him. All right. Uh, all right, let's let's move on because Eurovolley men's is not the only thing going on this week. It is time for the women's Olympic qualifiers. The women's Olympic qualifying tournament starts. It's it says September sixteenth, which is Saturday. Yeah, but uh, because two of the pools are in the Far East, one in China, one in Japan, they actually start on Friday night, tomorrow night, North American time. Uh, in Japan, we've got, I think, Belgium versus Bulgaria is at like 8 p.m. my time, 9 p.m. Everett's time. And then uh, Turkey versus Puerto Rico going down in Japan is at, I think, midnight Eastern on like Thursday night, Friday morning. So I'm not I'm not going to work too hard on like converting time zones because this no. is going to suck. This yeah, is this is there's just too many things across too yeah. many, too many time zones. We're just going to put everything in Eastern time and all you Europeans can um suck it up or i mean i don't even think we need to 
talk about time zones like people can go to the the website and figure it out for themselves but we should talk about the pools we should kind of project some things we should talk about a couple major pieces of roster news really there's only one team in mind that we have to talk about there and you know what somebody rob, in the chat is already bringing it up yeah you know what rob when we were in uh west Car west virginia and we were like what should we film today like let's film a video we 100 percent should have done a proper breakdown of of this event i so to me this event isn't nearly as interesting as the men's because I think every pool. No, there's also the biggest, like the biggest event, like, you know, like the biggest event on the calendar for. Well, yeah, for but we, we can do, I think, a good enough preview basically right now because pool A is by far the most interesting pool by far. It has the most teams that have a chance. It has so that we can go down the pool. It's, it's in China. Obviously, it features China. It features Serbia. It features the Dominican Republic, the Netherlands, and Canada. And then the Czech Republic, Mexico, Ukraine. Thanks for participating. But yeah. Dominican, Netherlands, and Canada. Not only are those three teams fighting to maybe upset China and Serbia and get top two and get a bid, but those are those are three of the tightest people or teams in races yeah. with, by with, a world ranking. In the in the world ranking race, basically you need to be able to finish tenth. And because of one of the African teams needs to be to be put in there. Is there there's not even an African team in this draw, is there, Rob? Uh no. actually no. no. Wow, that's no, crazy. No Egypt, no Turkey, or not Turkey, sorry, no Tunisia. Tunisia. No uh Cameroon, Cameroon or Kenya, or Kenya, whoever. So Yikes. because of that, Canada currently sits at eleventh. The Netherlands are at tenth. Dominican Republic are at ninth. But that cutoff is basically going to be tenth place if everything happens uh, according to according to how it should, right? So the Netherlands and Dominican Republic are basically dead tied, both of them two hundred and eighty six points. Yeah, and then there's a massive gap to Canada. I think Huge. now it's like forty forty. Yep. Yeah, so Canada needs to basically beat both of those teams um, to to stay to stay in that race. So th th that that one has you're right, Rob. That one has huge um, other implications there in the uh in the olympic qualification race but i think also pool c is going to be interesting in pool c you have five solid vnl teams we're not counting korea that korea no you you have four solid vnl teams. poland italy usa germany thailand absolutely not thailand does not count i mean okay they, they, maybe, they went maybe. they went 0 and 12 in sets at home yeah okay. that not you're right, not a you're right. but i want to i want to years before now we'll we'll get to Pool C. I, I want to keep talking about Pool A because I, I still think it's the most interesting one. Now China and Serbia are the favorites, of course. It's in China. China just won VNL silver. They've had a really good summer. Serbia had a very disappointing VNL, and then they took silver in Eurovolley and lost a nail biter to Turkey in the final. So it seems like Turkey, sorry, Serbia is back to form. Um, remember that the the format of these pools. There's eight teams per pool, single round robin top two teams after the seven matches get Olympic bids. It's pretty simple. It's actually the closest thing to the old World Cup where it used to be like a 12-team round robin and top two got Olympic bids there. So China and Serbia, I'd say, are, are clearly the favorites to finish top two. But like, like, like we said, Dominican Republic, Netherlands, and Canada will play each other head-to-head. -head. And even if none of those teams finish top two in this pool, them playing each other head-to-head -head, as far as the rankings go for the other way you can qualify for the Olympics, which is straight up world ranking after next summer's VNL, those three matches are going to be massively important. And if one of those three can maybe upset a China or a Serbia, that will be even more important. So 
there's definitely three tiers of team in pool a and oh, yeah Definitely. And then if any of them can punch above their weight class or if any of them slip up and lose to a Czechia, Mexico or Ukraine, it's going to be a big deal on world rankings. So keep an eye on the world rankings, 9, 10, 11, Netherlands, Dominican Republic, Canada right now. See if that changes. That's going to be the, the biggest thing. I for mean, sure. best case scenario for me is that Dominican and, and Netherlands just lose every single match. <laughs> they lose to Czechia, they lose to Mexico, they lose to Ukraine, and then we just take care of business. Yeah, we, 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 we do take care of business. And um, but I think that this 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 pool is gonna get spicier. I think in, in all honesty, with how good the Dominican Republic is looking right now at Norsica. At yep. Norsica, that's a team that's ready to pounce. That's a team that's playing some of their best volleyball right now. So I think that they're gonna be ready to pounce in both Serbia and China needs to be re- ready. However, I do think that they're also way more susceptible to lose to a Netherlands, to lose to a Canada. To, Absolutely. To get upset in in that round there. Um, but I think much similar to, to Cuba on the men's side, I think the Dominican actually has like a sneaky, maybe not a sneaky good chance, but they're definitely one of my dark horse favorites for this pool, as much as that pains me to say, Rob St. Clair, <laughs> as as you can understand. Of course. And the Netherlands, I mean, they just won bronze at Eurovolley. They had a great tournament. They beat uh, a dejected Italy for bronze. And um, Canada has is the team probably with the most to prove and the most ground to make up in the world ranking with those other two teams. So it's, it's that gonna, I think it's gonna be really interesting for Canada to see if Alexa Gray is available. And that's really, yes. truly going to dictate their tournament. A hundred percent. If she can't play, Canada has no chance to qualify in this pool. And no basically no chance to beat Dominican Republic or the Netherlands. So they, no, they exactly. need Alexa Gray for those four matches. She tweaked her knee in the semifinal against the Dominican Republic at the Norseca champs. She was optimistic. When I talked to her after the tournament, she was optimistic and, and seemed to be, you know, in good spirits about it. Uh, I know that they've been kind of training and getting ready in Suwon, Korea. So, uh, yeah, but that's, that's, I mean, they basically like Canada goes right off the bat. Like they play the Dutch on, the 16th and then the Dominican Republic on the 17th. Like wow. The two biggest matches for Canada come right off the bat for if I if I'm if I'm not mistaken. Uh let me look. Canada, yeah, Canada versus Netherlands. Wow. They get Netherlands, then Dominican, then Serbia, then China. Yeah. <laughs> they get the four hardest matches first and foremost. Just through the gauntlet. That is they, they, tough. Might, they might have the worst, the worst uh um, schedule out of, draw. Out, of, out of anyone. That's that's going to be rough. So we'll, we'll keep an eye on this. Uh, let's move on to Pool B J- in Japan. It's Japan, Brazil, Turkey, Belgium, Bulgaria, Puerto Rico, Argentina, and Peru. Anybody below Turkey, thanks for participating. Pretty Belgium, much. Belgium cannot beat any of those top three teams. Bulgaria cannot beat any of those top four teams. Puerto Rico, Argentina, and Peru are non-factors. The key, like Turkey, is probably the best team on the planet right now. Yes. I think that they will win this pool, no problem. The yeah. match I'm looking forward to is Brazil versus Japan Love in that. Japan. Love that. Was that amazing battle at the World Championship last year? Yeah, in the quarterfinals. Played. Oh, that was, match was amazing. That was honestly one of my favorite matches of the year, Rob. It, so good. It, it really was. The way that Japan played that match and the way that they pushed Brazil to the brink was really fantastic. Who did, didn't Brazil put Loretta on the right side? Is that what they did? So they've got Lorena, they've Lorena. got Kissy, but Rosa Maria is back, and that's Ooh, great news. That I, is I that is really good. That is really good news for Brazil yeah. because they lacked in scoring at, at VNL without her. Yes, they did. Like Gabby cannot um, cannot show the load, but isn't aren't they saying that um, their setter won't be there? Who Macris? Yeah, 
Didn't Roberta. I'm I'm not sure that that I would that I would be that actress would not be there for for uh for this event. I thought you guys thought that I thought I saw that she was injured. That would be news to me. But uh, like somebody just pointed out in the chat, and I just looked it up on the schedule. Japan versus Brazil is the last game of the pool. Spicy. That's so Spicy. good. I love and that. There's a great chance that an Olympic bid will be decided by that match. Mm. There, there's a very good chance because, like, I, I don't see Japan or Brazil like even if they don't play as well, I still don't see them losing to Belgium because Belgium is so one-dimensional. Bel- Belgium uh, is then, one-dimensional, and then everything else after that is garbage. Garbage, trash. No so, like, any of those. There teams. is a. Oh yeah, Macris is injured. Sure enough, Macris she's not playing. Injured. So there's a great chance that Japan versus Brazil in Japan will be for an Olympic bid, and that is so awful. <laughs> That's what I want. So, um, Rob, now that we get to Pool C, I am going to push back a little bit. Thailand did just win the ASV, the Asian Games. They played B teams. Did do we know that for sure? Yes. Yes, it was China and Japan's B teams. And can, no, can nobody chat, cares about. Can the chat confirm chat, that? The chat already confirmed that, and the, the the chat and nobody cares about Korea. So Thailand is is Korea a doormat. Sucks. Of course, Korea sucks. So Thailand is a non-factor. I don't care about them. What we have to talk about here in Pool C with Poland, Italy. It's in Poland, by the way. Poland, Italy, the United States, Germany, Thailand, Colombia, Korea, and Slovenia. We got to talk about Italy. Yeah, of course. You you want to you I know you want to talk about Italy. You want to jump no, you want Paula Egonu. You want to jump no Alessia Oro of just shitting on Davide Mazzanti. Um well, yeah, no Paula Egonu by Mazzanti's choice and no Alessia Oro who's one of the best setters in the world because now allegedly it's because she is uh she got a concussion and is dealing with that. I don't believe that. Most of Italian volleyball media doesn't believe me that. Me neither. That's yeah. that's to me that's a solidarity move. For sure. You know, that's a solidarity type type of thing. Uh, the <laughs> fact that they're not grabbing or picking up Paolo Agonu for this is absolutely insane. Ridiculous. Absolutely insane. Um I just I I can't fathom it. You know, it's like Team Canada having Wayne Gretzky available and you don't pick him. Um, <laughs> Seriously, like it, it, it's unreal, Un- unreal. The fact that Mazzanti would do that, and I think that if and if if and when Italy fails to qualify for the Olympics here, and I mean the thing is, is that they get bailed out because they have such a high world ranking, they're not going to fall that much before. Right, like they're not going to fall outside of the top ten. And they'll obviously qualify by ranking next year. Yeah, so it's like it really it, it, it's inconsequential overall. But and like, if you're the Italian Federation, do you fire the coach who got you there? You know, like, do you fire the guy who's 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 pushed this team along? Um, it, it's it's really tough. Um, but so the, I, I think Mazzanti is a, is a stooge, a com- stooge number one in the in the world stooge power yeah. rankings. We should we uh, we should have a dynamic stooge ranking. <laughs> that would be With, that, that changes like the world ranking. <laughs> yeah, 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 and we just use like After every match like a, a bust, like a picture of their bust as it goes up, up and down. Right? Okay, and like, then like this... we have we, we have an Italian in the chat that says. Italy low-key wants this team to not qualify so that Mazzanti gets fired. And I think that would be the best thing in the long-term interest of this team. Does he get, do we think he gets fired if Italy doesn't qualify? Probably not. That's the problem. Like the the federation seems to be backing the guy. That's what I'm saying too, is that like 
like realistically, if if I'm the federation and I go, oh, we didn't qualify here. We lost to Poland and, and the USA. They're two of the best teams. Dziak is, is an absolute beast. Poland's really good. They have the best setter in the world. Oh, we're still ranked like what? Like second or third? Yeah, we're still going to qualify directly. So we're still going to the Olympics. And that's yeah. all they care. Right. Right now they're right now they're fifth, but even if they have a bad tournament, they, they're not gonna drop that much. They're still gonna go to the Olympics, no problem. But the real winners here are Poland and the USA because Absolutely. they don't because they don't have to deal with Paula Agonio and, and Germany for that matter. Um about Germany, somebody in the chat, please let us know. Uh I, I assume that Hannah Ortman's knee yeah. is gonna keep her out of this tournament. But uh somebody please confirm that for us if she's healthy or not. Probably not. Poland uh, when Poland plays the U.S., that match is going to be must-watch. Uh, I mean, there was rematch of VNL bronze medal. Poland beat us. It was very depressing. Uh, the United States should be salivating at the opportunity to play Italy without well, Paula Igonu. That's that's my question for you, Rob. Is how important is this tournament for the, the United States? Because here's the thing: this year has been, I mean, it's been a typical USA volleyball year where they make <laughs> the finals and lose, right? The losing to the Dominican in the Norseca finals, that was that was something that no one was expecting, considering that they brought the team, they brought the girls, like they brought the roster. How important is it for you as a USA volleyball fan to see this team run the table and go undefeated? Extremely, extremely important. Mm-hmm. And here's why. Every at every single opportunity through all of VNL. And through all of the Norseka Championship, all Karch Karai was talking about was this tournament. Yeah, he he got interviewed in the middle of the bronze medal match at VNL, and he was already saying this is a great opportunity to prepare for a sequence in that we have scheduled in the Olympic qualifier tournament where we're going to play Poland, and that he was already talking about the the schedule that, that, that they have for this tournament coming up. Yep. The only way that we can excuse the U.S.'s mm-hmm. poor performances, fourth at VNL and second at Norseca, the only way we can excuse that is if they have, in fact, been prioritizing this tournament. If they don't deliver in this tournament, ev- all, the, all the shortcomings previously in the summer all, all of a sudden are significantly worse. If we fail to get a bid in this tournament, then this then this summer is an absolute failure for the United States women. If they fail to go, well, like, well, if they fail to get a bid, that's like so se- seven and zero versus six and one. Like, if we go six and one, if we lose to Poland or Italy, if we still get a bid, I would be okay with that. Okay, that that but, was more so my question. But is failing like, to, failing to get a bid in the, in this tournament, especially with the opportunity, because Italy doesn't have one of the best players in the world. If we fail to get a bid through this tournament, this summer is an abject failure. And that's, that's, that's a fact. hundred percent without, without a doubt. I mean, I mean, let's be honest, the USA, even more so than Italy will qualify directly to the Olympics. There's, yeah. there's no, there's no doubt about that. However, I fully agree that if there's no bid after the end of this, these two weeks for the team USA, that is an absolute failure. And, I think at that point, um, I, I think at that point you need to start no longer looking at the USA as the best team in the world and not being necessarily being in that in that top group. I mean, I agree. If if we, I mean, we failed the medal at VNL, we failed to win our, our continent where we're the most talented team by far. And if we fail the medal and if we fail to get top two in this group, I, I would be 
I'll be very upset, and we will have to reassess where the USA is. And yeah, that would that would be quite the rant is, on, uh, is, on nine by nine if we if we mess this up. Is there much to reassess though? Right. Well, or, or is well, this or is this just a situation where like other countries have better athletes? We'll see. We'll we'll see depending on the results of this tournament because we're running out of time here. But uh, I mean, the bottom four teams, non-factors. Germany is good. Uh, without Ortman, I feel confident that they can't beat any of the top three teams. So, uh, I mean, I, I don't think that Germany is going to get a bid here. I think that they will finish fourth as, as they're expected. But uh, I, I think that Poland and, and the United States will get these two bids. I think that Italy, without Igonu, without Oro, without Bossetti, without De Gennaro, without Kirikella, like with all, without most of their team of the last five years, uh, like, man, I, can't, I don't even know who their starting lineup is going to be. So I don't expect much out of Italy this tournament. I hope that Matsanti uh, gets fired. is going to be out there. We know obviously, that yeah. That's that's the one. That's the one. Even know who their starting setter is. It's either Bosio or Giulia Gennari, and those are two. Like neither of those are very good options. Like no, there's no Malinov. There's no Oro. Like I just do not know what that federation is doing. I just don't know what they're doing. <laughs> it's crazy. I don't think they do either. I don't think they do either. They're so, stumbling on. They're stumbling in their tower of boomers. So, Everett, really quick, go through each pool. What two teams are getting the bids? I've got China and Serbia in pool A. Yeah, China, Serbia, pool A. I mean, as much as I'd love to see it to be Canada and for us to just run the table, ain't gonna happen probably. Um, I've got, I've, I've, got, I've got the belief in my heart, but I just, I'm smart enough not to say it out loud. Um, China and Serbia, pool A. Yeah, China, China, Serbia, pool A. That one's easy. Uh, I'm going. Turkey, I'm going Turkey, Japan in Pool B because okay. I think Japan at home, no crease for for Brazil. Yes, sure, you're getting Rosa Maria back. I still think playing Japan at home as well as they've been playing this year is is going to be is going to be a tough one. And then I'm going USA Poland okay. in in Poland. Yeah, I'm going Turkey, Brazil. Uh, I, I think Brazil beats Japan in that game, and I'm also going Poland, USA. So we've got five of the six that are the same. I've got Brazil, you've got Japan. We will see. Yeah, it should, be, right. it should be a good one. Last but not least, I just want to wrap up a little bit, just give some final thoughts from both of us about the Norseka Championship that we were just at and how like unbelievable, unbelievably successful it was for us. I mean, our analytics on YouTube are ridiculous. You want you just want to take this time to brag, Rob Sinclair? I'm just I'm just <laughs> I'm just proud and happy. I mean, we 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 did something really cool. The feedback that we got has been amazing. I think the quality of the broadcast was outstanding. I mean, I mean again, massive, massive, massive thank you to Michael and Kyung Wooten from Austin, Texas. Uh, nothing would have been possible without them. Huge. That, the, the the camera angle and the quality were were what really got the most good feedback and maybe Everett and I on the mic as well. I think that was pretty successful. But I mean, Canada versus the USA for gold has one hundred and fifty thousand views. Everett, yeah, that's all right. I'm pretty uh, I'm I'm pretty happy with with it all. Um, definitely in the past few days, I've been basking in the glory uh, of it all and just kind of remembering. Um, the thing is though that Rob that like I remember when we were going going through the process and like pitching it all, I was feeling pretty nervous about the, the broadcast. And then I went over to one of Michael's videos that he did with the VLA and immediately I was just like, Oh, like this looks good. Like we're going to be fine. Oh yeah. And then once we got there, like you having you two having worked together and knowing how each other works and everything, like 
it was just like once I saw the broadcast and how good it looked, I was like, oh, this is gonna be the easiest thing in the world. It and was it, so easy. And it truly, it truly was. Like we had to set up the broadcast. There was a few blips here and there. Like we had to get it done. But like so many people throughout the week were like, oh man, you're working so hard. Like good on for you guys. I was like, I don't feel like I'm working hard at all. I've worked ten times harder at so many other events, but this one, I'm literally just sitting here talking shit about volleyball with one of my best friends like what like what is like there's nothing wrong with that so easy. it was it was so easy so then that that's that's the best part is that that like what we just did is incredibly sustainable and repeatable 100 percent. and we are looking for chances to do it again and hopefully we'll have news about something like that very yeah, very we're, soon we got some things in the works already so uh, here is here's the final bracket obviously i mean you all watch the tournament you know that the united states beat canada for gold but everett i wanted to let the people know because we we don't like the way that Norseka does their awards. It's very stupid. It's based I, in statistics. I think we should do these like make a, another video for these. Uh, and and we could. But uh we we were talking on Sunday night after the tournament was over with you me and we yes. haircut Seth about <laughs> about our our all Norseka teams and uh and and I think I think that these two teams we we named a first team and a second team all Norseka and I think the the representation of like the number of players each team got and on the first and the second teams and like how good a tournaments all these players actually had I think are actually pretty good choices so I'll read them down for our audio listeners uh first team setter and the MVP of the tournament Micah Christensen obviously of the US outside hitters Stephen Marr of Canada and Aaron Russell of the US this is the first team by the way Arthur Schwartz of Canada at opposite Max Holt of the U.S. and Javier Concepcion of Cuba as the first team middles. Eric Shoji is the first team libero. The second team, Luke Herr of Canada is the second team setter. Hector Cruz of the Dominican Republic and Marlon Yant of Cuba is the second team outsides. Matt team, Matt Anderson is the second team opposite. Romeo Alonso and Jordan Schnitzer the second team middles, and Yonder Garcia second team libero. I think I think these are pretty well rounded groups. I would the only one I would push back there would be Matt Anderson. Um, and I think Herrera would be would have, I would have put Herrera higher than than Anderson. Really? Yeah, I thought Herrera had. I didn't think Matt Anderson had that much of an impact for. And I mean, I don't, I don't have my laptop, um, so I with me, so I don't have all the stats in front of me like I had for the tournament. But I think that Herrera was more effective for Cuba than Matt Anderson was for for the USA. Like Matt Anderson was off often like an afterthought. In, in the way I in in uh, in a, in a lot of those matches, the way I saw it. Well, uh, he did win the tournament, so I think he, did. he deserves a spot for that alone. And we got a lot of Cuban guys on there. Uh, last but not least, we got to get out of here because Yorval is starting. The Norseka Gems. We put together our Norseka Gems list of guys who I think we we were trying to figure out the best way to define this. It's guys who are like their their peak level of relevance is at Norseka. I I think that's the way you define it, but that's not the way that I've def- like, you know. So what, um, how would you how would you define a Norseka? Like like guys who I think are really good from the Norseka region that people wouldn't normally see. Like a Pedro Angel was the was the OG Norseka gem and he is a guy that, you know, still was able to 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 go. Like I I agree with this list. That maybe the only one I may not I, I agree with is, is I think Rosario was maybe more affected than Ortiz over the entirety of the tournament, but I think we saw Ortiz get really like much better as we went on as we went on for uh, for the Dominican. Dominican and he was Republic. like more like more more fun to watch, more of a personality, and I think True. that's a, the the other part of a Norseka gem. Okay, yeah, may, maybe because like the OG Norseka gems for me, and like the Norseka gems like Legends Arena 
is Pedro Angel and Henry Tapia. Like, yeah, exactly. Two guys who like would like uh, I would be like, oh, I'm excited to watch Mexico because I want to watch Pangel set. I, I love the way he sets. So like, I'm excited to watch the Dominican Republic because I know that whatever happens, Tapia is going to go off and and bounce balls. Now he was a little bit banged up for this tournament. Tournaments we didn't get peak uh, Henry Tapia, which I was a little bit disappointed on. But having this this Norseka gems list is amazing. Kevin Rodriguez, we are super stoked oh, with him all, awesome. all, all tournament long. The way he delivers the ball, the way he runs the offense. He's a shorter body, but he's still out there to battle. Love that. Hector Cruz was the guy who, you put him on the left, you put him on the right. He was able to produce bangs balls from the baseline. His ability to go thumb up, thumb down, paint the sideline any which way was really phenomenal. Um, and he was awesome to see Kevin Sporkslade. I mean, this is this is a pure character character pick right here for sure. We we got a chance to talk to him. We got a chance to to see him in action. Suriname won their first set here at the the Norseka Championships, and we are happy to see them. We'd love to see them back. To be honest, the energy Definitely. that they brought to the tournament was was fantastic, and we loved having there. Uh, Luis David Baca was really just the linchpin in the Mexican offense all week long he was the guy who swung on every single ball he was he was led them moises ortiz what to say about this dude he's long so, he's so weird lanky <laughs> he has sass he has an attitude but like we saw him take over matches especially that quarterfinal match against puerto rico yeah puerto rico yeah on, it, he, on, he on dominated Friday. them he dominated. He had aces. He was acing people with a standing float serve. Like he was acing USA and Canada too. Yep. He was incredible. Um, Antonio Elias, he led the tournament in blocks. I thought he, like, right from the opening first few points, he brought the energy for Puerto Rico and was fantastic to watch. Was really happy to see him play. Hiram Bravo, chest digs all around. Mexico's best player by far. Mexico's best player and most consistent player. Like, he kept them alive in so many rallies. He was, um, serving passing well he was the one mexican player that really um represented a mexican volleyball and what they like what they show yeah their style and then finally rob one of our favorites we would get jacked up whenever we'd see this man uh get subbed in bismal almonte from the dominican republic i've previously seen him as a uh, libero but he was coming in as a serving sub and he would make so much impact serving off the bench serving aces making digs he, you you couldn't leave him off the list. That's that's that totally. was my opinion. He was awesome. So uh, we'll we'll put these on social media as well. But we wanted to give these guys a shout out and kind of name our own all tournament team because we were there uh, really in the mix and we watched more of that tournament than anyone else. So uh, we hope you guys enjoyed the Narsika tournament. We hope you guys enjoyed this episode of the Nine by Nine Euro Volley semifinals start right now. So we're gonna get out of here. We're gonna join you guys in the Volleyball Source Discord to watch those matches. Um, Everett and I will be back sometime next week. Uh, we will figure, We will let you guys know when. But uh, thanks for watching 9 by 9 Everett, anything else? No, that'll be it. We will see you guys soon. Thanks Peace. for watching.